Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the GrowCFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and I've got a returning guest today. One of our mentors, Susanna Serrano-Davy, is back with us. And Susanna, I believe we're going to talk about language today. Good afternoon, Kevin. Yes, that would be lovely. Talk about language, which is not something we often stop to think about as a finance leader. So, yeah. Why is language important? Language, I think it's actually our biggest tool to getting around in the workplace and in life. And if we don't learn to use it to our advantage, it can be a lost opportunity ultimately because we may not be as impactful as we, we can be or because we may land a message uh, in, a, in the wrong way and end up having to pick up the pieces and deal with the consequences. So I think language is a, is a, is a beautiful tool that like everything in life, we can use it well or we can create havoc with it if we're not careful. So I, I am personally incredibly mindful of my language. And over the years, I have, I have changed my style quite a lot. And, uh, and it has been quite successful. So why not talk about it today to see if other people can pick a few ideas that they will find um, thought-provoking? Yeah, why not? Why not? And I'm, I'm just thinking straight away that language and language is several things isn't it and there's the word you've already touched on the words you might use but having thought about the right words the tone of your voice is as much part of it uh the volume of your voice yes um your emotional state and what your emotional state yes there's there's a lot there's a lot there in language it's not just simply the words so let's let's explore that a bit further Susanna now let, let's just start off choice of words choice of the language the, the the actual words you use in the language what what about that so I I think it's helpful to become up close and personal with our own vocabulary we all have our personal vocabulary that we tend to draw on constantly and that vocabulary may be in sync with your environment or maybe really not that helpful and we may have some some of the words we use might come from our backgrounds in our private lives and our culture but some words we acquire or we adopt as we go through organizations and if you think about it there are words that are quite acceptable in a company that gets they get used a lot and they have a certain meaning but the same word in another organization may be received very differently for instance the the, the word objective in certain places, it may feel people quite empowered and ready to go. And in other places, it may feel like almost like a threat. So if we become aware of our own personal um, dictionary and what are the words we use a lot, we can then take that step further and think, right, are these words helpful in the environment or, or welcoming the environment that I'm using? And are they, are they landing well? And sometimes uh, we, we can use words that are quite abrupt or, 
or that they're not very neutral. So by becoming aware of the ones that perhaps might make things, uh, might rattle the cage a little bit, then you can make a choice of actually, I'm going to change how I'm, I'm saying that. I'm going to adopt a new word in my personal dictionary that is going to be more helpful to me. Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess that your choice of words there, yeah, they could be seen the wrong way. They could be seen to be maybe aggressive rather than absolutely. neutral. And yeah, 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 I, I get that. But I guess a lot of that as well, Susanna, depends on who's listening. Absolutely. And I think um, we tend to, at times, be so focused on our own position and how we we want to craft that message and what we want to say and what we want people to do, what, that it's easy sometimes to forget how that is going to land. How does it feel from the other person's shoes? So for instance, typical example, when you join a new team and you come in ready to go, lots of ideas, you want to make an impact and you start going through some of the existing processes, how things have been done, what reports are used so easy to come across in the wrong way uh, overly critical for instance or um, overly inflexible if you're just not careful to how you share perhaps your your views of existing processes or your ideas for how to improve them so it's a big difference between saying this report is rubbish to, to take the extreme example to just taking a step back and say, actually, I can see why you've been using these, but have we ever thought about perhaps adding something else? And ultimately you're, you're trying to say, this report is no good, I want a new one. <laughs> but how you choose to share that message can make a massive impact to how receptive people are to joining you on that journey of change, perhaps that you want to take the team through. Brilliant, brilliant. So very much think about where the team is coming from and yeah getting the right thing and I, I must admit that I my style of writing for example very very used to writing business reports and then when I was introduced to to the world of writing for websites and so on found out that the skills that went into copywriting were very very different and there's there's a, there's a copywriting and marketing phrase that is always at the back of my mind. And it's, it's join the conversation that's already going on in the head of the customer. Uh, take out the word customer. Yeah. Just replace with other person. So what's that person already thinking? What's the problem they're thinking about? What's, what's their view on the situation? If you can tap into that and start talking directly to that issue mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that that feels like part of the, the moving away from the the cfo talking from the cfo's perspective to talking to the, the the member of staff or whoever's perspective but ultimately if you're not able to preempt how your message is going to land you may be less able as a finance leader to persuade people to, to come along with you. And it's very, sometimes we make very sweeping statements without realizing 
that may be taken the wrong way. So I'm just trying to think of an example. I don't know, just adding the word always. We can say, oh, this is, we always have this issue. Imagine we have, I don't know, uh, supplies don't get paid or we don't we don't manage to, to close on time or whatever it is Susanna, adding, i've told you a million times before exactly, not to exaggerate exactly <laughs> kevin by adding the always or the million times you are charging the message <laughs> with atta- i'm attacking you because i'm frustrated and that, that word, just a simple word or a couple of words can make such a massive difference to how emotionally loaded a sentence is. And to be honest, it's not helpful to load um, interactions with emotion all of the time. And I'm not, I'm not a cold person myself, so I can't say that I, I do that naturally well. I, I do like to put in the emphasis but I, I think it's so important to where, where appropriate just yeah. tone things down. And an example as well, for instance, um, going back to uh, some of the things that can load the, the content of your conversation that is not necessarily about the words, is if we're stressed, sometimes just how we express ourselves, even, even without using different words, can make a massive difference. And, and so being able to just noticed that I was having a conversation with one of my uh, mentees last night and we were talking about bringing uh, developing a new team member and how he felt frustrated because he has all this knowledge and he wants this person only a month after having started to be on the go seeing the big picture and and doing all the things he can do and I said to him you need to help him not just with the with the what he needs to do, but the how. And in order to develop that conversation about the how, it's I think it's very important to when you're sitting with this uh, person trying to mentor him, just be present and put your impatient, leave your impatience at the door. Because when you're having a conversation, when the other person, especially a new team member, can feel that you're super frustrated and super impatient. Even you may not say anything, but that is there in the air. You can feel it. You're yeah. not going to. Uh, that, that's it with, with, with impatience. It, it does come through like that. You, you can set the wrong tone without even saying a word. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that, is, that is my point that when we're trying to well deliver a message when we're trying to coach someone when we're trying to give instructions all of these things put together can can make us better leaders can make us better communicators and therefore we can be more successful at work which is what we're trying to do at grow cfo isn't it to become more successful better finance professionals absolutely it certainly is it certainly is and I'm thinking there that we're talking not just about the words, we're talking about attitudes and so on. Where does culture come into this, Susanna? Uh, That's quite an interesting question. I think there are different layers of culture, I would say. There are the easy cultures, 
to spot, which is clearly nationality. I'm mm. Spanish, you're British. And yes. there will have been times that if I, if I, there are things that I will say that are very much affected by where I came from. So that's really easy to, to spot. But there are other cultural um, nuances that also come into the picture when we're working with other people. And they may, that may well be about um, how you think it's appropriate to speak to your boss. So for instance, when I, after having worked in the UK for many, many years, I came back to Spain three and a half years ago and I, I joined my new team here in Marbella. And at the beginning, I spent a lot of the time trying to persuade them to my direct reports to be direct with me and telling me what they thought, how how they you know how I could help them, what 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 they felt was wrong, because in this culture, it's not acceptable for you to disagree with your boss, for instance. And 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 therefore I think culture has many um, how would I say this? many different ways to influence your how effective you are at communicating with each other how effective yeah. you can be in working as a team and and again i think the words and language which is the theme of today's discussion is an excellent it's almost like a thermometer if you pay mm. attention all of these things can help you navigate and spot when something may not be going according to plan. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, I'm thinking, and there's one thing that was at the back of my mind, and you, we briefly touched on to sounding aggressive earlier, and a, a cultural thing that comes over to me. I, I've, I'm thinking about within the UK, regional accents, and there's an accent that's from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. And I've got a face in the, in the back of my mind, the, the Reverend Ian Paisley, the leader of the Democratic Unionist Party. You know, a great orator. Whenever he stands up and opens his mouth, it sounded aggressive. And then over the years, I've realized that actually most people from that part of Belfast and when I worked in ICI, we had a fantastic plant manager that came from the same place. And whenever Jim opened his voice, he sounded just like Ian Paisley and really aggressive, no matter what it was he was saying. He was saying that actually the least aggressive thing, he was talking about how successful our production numbers were for the previous quarter, for instance, on the, on the plant. Whatever he said just sounded completely aggressive. <laughs> I know, but my my point as well, I and I throw the question, how many of us are willing to really, really take a step back and look in the mirror and honestly say, how do I communicate? How what words do I use? Am I am I giving the right impression? Am I being patient enough? Am I being sensitive enough? I, I suspect that it, that's quite a difficult exercise to do, actually, because we're yes. all very comfortable with ourselves and we all love ourselves, really. And we feel comfortable in our own, in our own mode of working. And 
my I guess my my overriding idea for today's discussion is about take a look take a real look um, and you can do that clearly by asking for feedback uh, perhaps from people that you you trust and you 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 know well you can do that by by just taking a note making notes and understanding how what, what is that toolbox that you're using in terms of words in terms of sounds in terms of even gestures as i'm as i'm yeah. talking to you here to those of you uh, watching in black and white on the audio susanna is is being very very animated with lots and lots of hand and arm movements here and if if you're lucky enough it, if we ever upload this onto youtube you'll see what i mean but uh, yeah that's it a lot of communication isn't just the voice is it Exactly. And I think as, as a leader and as an effective team member and leader, it does pay off to just think about these things. Just think about it. Because if you're just able to be more in control of how you express yourself, how you come across, undoubtedly, in, in, I think you're going to do a better job. Susanna that's a, that's an interesting one and I definitely think in a lot of a lot of this this looking at communication looking at language that possibly you're often the last person to realize what you're actually doing or how you're coming across because it doesn't really matter what you do yeah it's the how you come across exactly how do others perceive you and what yeah. impact do your words and communication have on your environment yeah yeah and i've got an old consulting director i used to work for shouting in the back of my mind at the moment that's telling me kevin but perception is 100 percent truth hmm. yes i mean i've been perception in is reality no matter what you think you're doing is, yeah. yeah and and also what's acceptable because we was I, I, I have worked in organizations at times that would, there was a particular leader that felt it appropriate to shout at people in the middle of a meeting. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, these things do happen. Oh, yeah, they do. And, they do. and that might be acceptable in an organization, but not in another organization. I'm not saying desirable, by the way, and I'm, I'm not condoning it. But what I'm trying to say is that that's the extreme, the extreme case of more subtle things that without realizing we may be doing in our in our everyday um, interactions with our teams our stakeholders our bosses and it's 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 interesting it's very interesting very interesting yes yeah yeah but that, that feedback subject yes i mean you need feedback to know what you're doing flip side to feedback and communication though isn't there you're you're now not the person wanting to receive the feedback but you're the person giving the feedback yes ah, well, language and giving feedback this is a can of worms isn't it mm, Kevin? it uh, is I, it is i am i am a great fan of feedback i i think it's a gift but it's a gift if it's well delivered and yes. we could have another session another podcast on feedback and we can talk about just that I'll but pencil you in for next month for that. Go on, then. Let's talk about <laughs> because there's quite a lot of um, interesting thoughts on that. But when it comes to language, I think is 
again, the choice of word, the choice of words is really important because if you pay attention to how you are, for instance, how would I say somebody can, um, for instance, I have a team member at the moment in my team that she's really brilliant. And one of her, cha her challenges at work is that her English is not quite where it needs to be. And we knew that when we hired her because she's a brilliant hire, but that was like a, a hurdle that we both knew she'd have to get through. So when we had a meeting recently about, um, you know, how she was getting on and that was the key topic. And instead of saying, look, uh, you, you, it, your, your English is it's, it's a challenge in the office, you could choose to say that, or you could say um, people that can't understand you or you're missing some of the information in a meeting. I, I perhaps chose words like, as your English improves, you'll have much more opportunity to make an impact in the team, to build your reputation, to, to, to influence and to be taken seriously. And so it's not the words themselves, but here it goes a little bit more complex. I think it's almost like the context. How can you turn something that is a negative um, into something that it's desirable that it is an opportunity to pursue that it is a, a, an exciting challenge rather than leaving the person walking out the door thinking oh my god this is terrible I'm going to get fired so it's difficult to explain but I think more than the choice of words it's almost the, the context is trying to before you open your mouth <laughs> trying to think about how do I express this very simple message of your English needs to improve with how do I try and motivate you? How do I spur, spur you on to, to get better? Because ultimately it's, it will, it's necessary for her job and it will also have a massive impact on, on herself and her development. Or So yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I think it goes yeah. beyond words. I think it's, it, it's more about the message, the overall, oh, um, it's the context of the yeah. message. I, I, I suppose word. that you extend that conversation by saying, oh, as your English gets better, then this will happen. Oh, and by the way, how, how, how are you getting on? Is there anything else that we can do to help you with that English? Absolutely. And think about, in this case, we were bouncing ideas of how practically she could, she could achieve that um yeah absolutely but that that goes into the pod, pod, podcast for feedback is yeah know, not just to to give um the message but how do you going back to the how it's not about the what we need yes. the how sometimes mm. and that is often often yeah. left behind well, so no I, I i'm definitely going to take you up on that idea of a of podcast on feedback i think yeah. it's a there are so many places that it occurs, uh, so many uses for it, so many misuses of it. Oh. Uh, I think, yeah, let's have a whole separate conversation on that. On feedback, yes. I guess that we've talked about a few things so far. Um, what about, you know, 
okay that feedback example you gave me that that was one and one that was you very much communicating to another individual do you think the dynamic of how you communicate changes according to whether you're talking to the team or you're talking to individuals yes (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and I, i suppose in a short summary is if you're talking with a lot of people in the room you've got to be 10 times more careful yeah, 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 yeah. because yeah. then uh, it extrapolates the how is the message going to land can extrapolate so carefully so so much um yeah. so absolutely i think clearly when you when you are in a one-to-one situation you can use all the other elements of communication like looking at each other and and that sort of rapport that you build on one-on-one it allows you i guess to to be more direct and direct doesn't mean not being gentle and i think again if we if, you, if we think of our own personal styles i i can be really gentle in delivering messages but at the same time i'm very clear and and yes. i think it, getting that balance right is quite important as a as a a leader because you don't go you don't want to go so far then you wrap everybody around in cotton wool and then they don't understand you and then you confuse them so being clear it's important, but you can be clear without being abrupt or direct. But going back to your question around uh, versus private versus public, of course, I think in, in private, you can be more uh, direct. Uh, you can be, I suppose, a little bit less worried because then you can tailor your message to one person and their position. Whereas when you have 20 people in the room, a perfect example might be when we're celebrating success in a team meeting. When we bring somebody up and say, right, this person has done a fantastic job on this particular particular, um, project. So easy that there might be people in the room feeling disgruntled or unhappy because they may feel they have also done a fantastic piece of work, but they're not getting recognized. So what sort of little... Uh, tales you add to your sentences to to make sure you're not just saying this is the brilliant person we have in the team you can you can just think of the others by saying this person has done a brilliant job like many others do in other you know at other times so just yeah you can you have to be a lot more careful in a in a room full of people because yeah. there are more opportunities for misunderstanding, other sensitivities, um, I think. I think there's some very, very good stuff there, Susanna. I'm, I'm conscious that th- this lunchtime, I was the speaker in a future finance function weekly sessions. I'm, I'm doing a series at the moment on business change. And... The, this is the second in the series. Last first one, we talked about change in general. Now we're homing on eight distinct topics in, on the last Tuesday of, of each month. And if you're really interested in business change, I encourage you to come along and join in the, in the live Zoom. Okay. And there are details in the Grow CFO event calendar, if, okay. if it interests you, dear listener. Um, but uh, who, who cannot be interested in change, I would ask? Well, indeed. indeed Not in reality that we all but, have to... You know, Today, it occurs to me that actually everything that I was talking about had some element of language about it. Um, We were talking about 
how do you create um, a burning platform? How do you create the appetite for change? Because change never happens unless you've got a real reason to do it. So yeah. we, were, we were talking about getting rid of complacency in the organization. And I suppose just as we talk about how do you address the team meeting there, one of the things that I was talking about was, well, okay, one of the things that adds complacency is all you do in your team meetings is what I, what I labeled as happy talk. You know, yeah. Telling folk how good it is around here telling folk of the great successes and you know you've got an example there of celebrating the successes but there's an awful lot of language you use with your team that's telling them the truth and telling about how it really is but sometimes i think you can gain more credibility and also engagement by being honest and talking about the challenges and talking yes. about the failures but there's a big difference in talking about the failures and challenges from a place of let's fix this to talking about failures and challenges from a finger pointing, for instance. So just because we, you know, choosing your language doesn't mean don't say anything that is going to upset people. On the contrary, if you choose your language well and you, you, you develop that skill of, communicating in a in a collaborative way then you can get away with a lot of stuff in terms of yeah. talking about complexities and difficulties and and even you know why shouldn't you be able to to and I, I've had that, that that experience in my career of course I've had to fire people sometimes you have to let somebody go and yeah. why does that conversation have to be unpleasant? I have finished a, a termination meeting and had a hug and said goodbye and, and handled a very difficult conversation in a very good way. And I think we need mm. to learn to do that as, as people because it's good for our life in general. But if you are a finance leader responsible for, for other people, it's you need you need to learn to do that and yeah. there are so many of us that can't always do it well so i'm here advocating for mind your language mind your word understand your style and and learn to to play that that no i don't want to call it a game but it's almost like it's a craft i think it's a craft yes so there's an awful lot there which is saying be prepared yes and I guess the other thing we, we say is that you don't always have to communicate the message. If the time's not right, wait for a better time. By your lip. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, that's the, my blog post this week is going to be about that. It's about uh, sometimes we, if we react too quickly to yeah. respond to a request or make a decision, we can put our foot in it. So yes. sometimes waiting just a second, a minute, hours, or even days before before responding or delivering that message is, is very, very important. So yes, yes going back to your point, pre preparation, especially for difficult conversations, is really important. And, um, and I suppose here the headline would be, in case of doubt, bite your lip and think yeah. about it before you speak. And I guess an awful lot of communication gets done by email these days. And I, I can certainly think of a technique that I've picked up during the, 
over the years and that's you get an email comes in that you don't like you feel needs a response but needs some thought about it well i often do fire in there bang 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 vent spleen get to the end do not press send yes press delete <laughs> but it <laughs> makes you feel so much better having yeah. just putting it all down. exactly then sit down and write the proper reply <laughs> i agree i agree um, no, no, there is, there is a ton. Uh, we could talk for hours, Kevin, but I think could. in general, let's all be mindful of our language. Then let's understand that what we want to communicate doesn't always land the way we think and with the mm. way we'd like. So yeah. by considering all of these things, I think we can all we can all become better at uh, more agile, not agile, what's the word? I, I, I've lost the word now. Um, more capable. In, yeah. In, yeah. in using our language skills to our advantage rather than yeah. to our disadvantage. And one great thing to close on, two ears, one mouth, use them in that proportion. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Have a lovely afternoon, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for and having me And you, Susanna, thank again. you very much. That was a fantastic conversation. Looking forward to next month. <laughs>